Oh, what a year. 2020 was quite a doozy. Can't wait to see what next year will be. Can't wait to see what happens unconsciously. Welcome to Consciously, a podcast focused on honest conversation by regular people and for regular people seeking spiritual growth. Consciously, how's it going? It's Menachem Poznanski. Grateful to be here. Uh, I know it's been a while. It's been a week or so since we released something. I have some great episodes coming up. I figured I'd wait for the new year. Uh, a couple of interviews, really, really great stuff, and some great topical episodes. I'm going to continue some of that uh, series with Shmaya. I'm really excited for what this year has to offer, uh, and some other stuff that I'm excited to uh, introduce in the coming year. Uh, I'm going to focus in on some. 12-step oriented stuff, been kind of, I don't know, avoiding that stuff, but haven't been doing them explicitly. I think I'm going to be doing a series once a month on one of the steps, an extended episode. Um, So we'll start with the first month, step one. So look for that at the end of the month. I'm going to work hard on that and uh, hopefully that'll be an enjoyable series. But before we kind of get to next year, I wanted to just end off this year a little bit with some thoughts. You know, on, uh, on The Light Revealed, we're introducing some posts in a couple days. Well, I think it'll be probably the same time as this releases. And um, it talks about having a new and fresh experience. And I think that a lot of us could come into this year with a lot of the baggage of what we experienced in the year that passed, the disappointments, the letdowns, the challenges, um, the resilience. But um, and, And I think we could also maybe assume that we might this year get back to the way that life was before. But I think for a lot of us that are kind of, I guess, trying to live consciously, not to be too nauseous about it. I think there's a certain realization that things might never go back to the way they were before. They might be better, immeasurably better, but it will always be different because we've had this experience. This is a a once in a generation experience, this whole thing. I didn't anticipate it to be that, but that's what it was. And so this year, what I'm going to focus on, and I'm going to try to bring to this podcast, and I invite you as the audience to do so as well, to focus on having an entirely new and fresh experience of yourself, of your spirituality, and most of all, of your creator. And that's my prayer for you today, as we end off the year, before I introduce something new. My prayer for you and for me is that God help us, our higher power, God, Hashem, help us to set aside everything we think we know about Judaism, about spirituality, about life, about God for a new and fresh experience of Judaism, of spirituality, of life, and most of all, Hashem, God, a higher power, please grant us the blessing of a new and fresh experience of you. I want to wish you each a happy new year, and thank you for joining us this past year. And here's some of what's coming up. So before we end the year off, I wanted to introduce to you something that I've been working on. I'm going to be publishing it on a different feed, an entirely different podcast feed called Practically a Fabrengen. Um, it's a series of talks and sessions, you might say, with my mentor, my friend, my mashpia, and Tanya Rameyer Prager. And I'm really excited about it. I, I alluded to it an episode to go, episode ago, and we really just 
kind of finalize things. So we've been recording episodes for the last few months, and uh, we have about 10 or 15 episodes recorded, and I hope to be releasing them about once a week. Just an editorial note, we started recording these uh, when we were still in lockdown. So we started off on Zoom, uh, but thank God for, that was only the first four, three or four episodes. So uh, as you'll hear, as the seasons go on, we were able to record in person, so the audio on Mayor's End will get much, much better. So here's the inaugural episode. Enjoy. Uh, love feedback. Uh, send it over. Um, but uh, here it is. Practically a Fabrengen. Welcome to Practically a Fabrengen, a podcast about life, about getting real, and about Chabad Hasidus. Here's our hosts, Menachem Poznanski and Rabbi Mayor Pricker. Everybody, welcome to uh, Practically If I Bring it. This is our inaugural season of Practically If I Bring it. We're starting off from here with my dear friend, my Rebbe, Mayor Prager. And uh, we're starting off by bringing about the Tanya. And that there's a whole lot in that statement. So just to kind of jump off, uh, we're going to try to focus today's episode on really just an introduction into, you know, what Tanya is, why it was written, what, it, what, what perhaps our understanding or an understanding of what the uh, Shlomo Zaman of Liadi, the Alter Rebbe of Chabad, the Baal HaTanya, was trying to accomplish uh, with this unbelievable work. But uh, but also, like, what what is a chassid? What is chassidus? What does it mean to be fabreng? What does any of this mean? So so let's start let's start there. Uh, what do we do, Mayor? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? We're fabrenging about Tanya. What does that mean? <sighs> to fabreng means that we take what we learn. And we uh, we start living with it. Fabringen is not a learning time. It's not. It's not a. Uh, you don't have a safer in front of you. You don't have a. <clears throat> it's a time where a few Jews get together in an informal atmosphere. Some food, some drinks. Sometimes lochaim, sometimes not. Not important. That's. <clears throat> it's just that it's a. Uh, it's a regular experience. And now we're taking what we learned in the books and we're trying to match it with our respective lives. Mm-hmm. And by, uh, by living with it, with our bringing with it, for bringing with it is to live, is, is to live with it. It's to take it away from the book and bring it into life. And now you, you're living, you're living safe. You're living book. You're, you're living Tanya. If you're learning Chassidus, whatever you're learning, whatever you're for bringing with. If you're for bringing about a Rebbe, then you're a living Rebbe at that time. But but that's the point, to bring it into life. That's for bringing. So what we're hopefully trying to do is your inspiration is to do that with Tanya too, to uh, to take it out of the, uh, to take it out of the book and make it come alive. So what, what you said an interesting thing there because... It seems like it goes from what you're saying. You'll correct me if I'm if I'm mistaken. It seems like it goes both ways. First of all, you know, so we spend time. There's time that we spend learning, studying, expanding our awareness, our knowledge base, maybe even our consciousness. And and but then, in order for us to bring that learning down into the world, we need to put the safer away, so to speak, and get together with other common-minded individuals, friends 
Anshlei Shlumenu is the word that it uses in Tanya, the people that are of fellowship with us, and really try to break it apart. And what you said was really practical, is that it sounds like what you're saying is, I need to think about how this message actually pertains to my life. To our life. To our life? It's a bit, yeah, because but, uh, yeah. one of the things of our bringing is togetherness. You got to get most of the problem is that we're too stuck in ourselves and our perspectives. Mm. We sit with other people, we experience it as a as a as a, as a people, and that 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 brings it out, makes it flourish, makes it come alive. So it's not just to bring it out in our lives, but it sounds like you were saying you're, it's almost an opportunity to judge what I learned by my life experience, meaning for it to meet the standard of my life experience, which is fascinating because it really relates into what we're going to talk about as we move forward in Tanya, you know, where like the things that are said have to be, have to be true. I mean, I have to experience it as true, right? It's the whole book is founded upon, I don't want to jump ahead, but it's founded upon the idea that Moshe Rabbeinu says to the Jewish people, um, the matter is close to you. So then the Alter Rebbe says, well, it's not so close to you. It's very, very difficult to be, a spiritual person to live according to the to the precepts of the Torah. That's not just a simple thing. So we have to reevaluate all of life because my lived experience doesn't necessarily match the first reading of what I'm learning. Right? So that but it has to match up or else it's not practical. Right. That's that's exa- that's one of the most important takeaways in Tanya. And that's right away in the beginning, as you said, when he uh when the Bhavatanya himself he writes, "What's the uh, what's the, the the purpose of of of, of Tanya?" <coughs> and um, in his words himself, he writes, "Bavar hetiv echu karv meid." How it's very close to you, and that's really the the big the most important takeaway that I have from Tanya, and the most important thing to bring about is that any part of Tanya that you're learning. It has to be carvela It has to be very close to you, because if if you didn't, if you, if it seems deep, then you didn't get it. It doesn't mean deep. It means it has to be close to you. We're not looking to find a deeper level here, even though we're going to find it. In the search of it being close to us, we're going to end up finding it, looking very deeply into many many different concepts. But the whole point and the ultimate goal is <clears throat> carve made. It's like when you take a trip today, in today's day and age, you always put your destination and your GPS. So it doesn't make a difference where you're going to go, make the right turn or left turn. At the end of the day, the destination, it's got to be carve made. It has to be closer to you. So really that's what, um, what the purpose the, the, the purpose of Tanya, of, of Tanya is. So just jumping back, I mean, we talked about, I, I, I jumped off right off the gun with this question is what is a, a Fabrengen? And for anybody who's not familiar with Lubavitch, Chabad culture, Fabrengen is the center of really of Hasidic life. It's the, it's the center of life. It's what goes on every week. It's, it's what you do on your most powerful days. It's how you celebrate. It's how Chabad Nikim, how, how, Lubavitchers celebrate or connect with the different holidays, the different moments in their history. So is is Fabringen and is Fabringen about Tanya a uniquely Chabad thing? Right? Is that that's really what it is that is that can you only learn Tanya from a 
from a from a Chabad Chassid? Was Tanya only written for a Chabad Chassidim? I I remember very clearly hearing from the Rebbe that the that the altar of the Balotanya did not create Chabad Chassidus for for an organization for Lubavitch for a special unique faction of Chabad. He made it for Judaism. You know, it's when you learn Tanya, you learn Chassidus Chabad. Ultimately, it should enrich your life with such a new perspective that if you're a Breslover, you'll just appreciate Breslover much more, like on a completely different level. And if you're a Litvisha and you're Yeshivish, whatever you are, it's going to enhance. It's not made. He did not make it for a specific organization. He did not make it. It was not about being limited about it. It's interesting. One of the greatest stories of the author of his life was um, as a student of the Magid. It's a known story. Everybody, I'm sure, heard it, but I, I love the story, and it's always worthwhile repeating. And the, the Magid was, took over the mantle of leadership of Chassidim after the Baal passing, and Lalatanya was a Chassid of the Magid. There was a contemporary of the Magid, his name was Pichas Karatza, <coughs> a great, great tzaddik, who didn't like so much. He was a little, he had a little bit of, he was at odds a little bit with the, with the way the Magid was teaching Chassidus too open, too many people. He was not, he was not limiting it so much. There was a certain uh, opinion, even, even in times of the Magid and the Baal Shem Tev, it wasn't always for everybody. It was a, there were days that were only the inner, inner students, and right. then there was another day for everybody. There was still that system between the haves and the have-nots. And Pinchas Karatzer felt that the Magid was too lenient on, on, on his spreading, teaching it to, too many, to people that won't appreciate it right. So once he came to visit the Magid, and while he came, he saw some chassidus, very holy words, on the floor. You know, and he saw that it being on the floor was indicative of how there's a certain level of disrespect by just giving out this information to everybody. You got to know how to handle this information. And he, and, he, and he felt hurt by it. The Balatanya, the Altarebbe, was there in the courtyard, and he witnessed it. And he saw that Perez Karatsu was not happy. And he knows when a tzaddik's not happy, it's not a good thing. You know, so he came running to him, and he tells him like this. He says, so let me tell you a story. I mean, <clears throat> so there was a king, had one child, and his child was going to be the, he was the, the, next, the next king in the future. And he got very sick. Called the doctors. Couldn't, kid kept getting sicker and sicker until one doctor figures out that they need a certain medicine and that medicine is made out of a certain stone and that stone is extremely unique rare stone that happens to be in the crown jewel in the actual crown of the king so he tells it to uh, and he tells him and he tells the king this and he tells him but the problem so hey we have to take that uh, that stone and we have to to make it into a liquid, we're going to destroy that stone. It's priceless, and also this, your son is so far gone that he can't swallow. The most we can do is like spill it in his mouth and try to get it into his system. <clears throat> and if one drop goes in, there's a chance. So the king says, "Do it. 
do it right away. What do I need the crown? What do I need the jewels? What do I need anything? The only thing I need is my is the son. He's the most important part. And and Rav Pinchas Karatza understood what the what the Alter was saying. He's saying that we reached a point in Judaism that we have to give the go. We have to go for for broke here. Got to give it all and stop with the limitations. And the attitude is keep the Jew alive. It doesn't make a difference. Don't worry about the terror. Don't worry about the holiness about it. God wants more than anything is to keep the Jew alive. And the market is doing that. And Chassidus is doing that. And that's why, so even though it's on the floor now, but a little, someone was reading it. Maybe a drop went in. And that's going to change the person's life. That story has been the motto of the Balatanya, Chassidus Chabad, from its inception. Keep the Jew alive. What kind of Jew? Whatever. God has a plan for everybody. But keep him alive and fi- let him find his soul. And once he finds his soul, he'll be a great Jew no matter where he's at. So it's not particular for Chabad. It's for all Jews. It's just that it's like health. Is health only for doctors? No, that's what they do as a profession. But everybody's equally into health. People who are in the profession or not in the profession. It's just that there's some doctors. You know, a doctor made it his business to uh, to keep people healthy. So, but uh, it's not exclusively for doctors. By no means. Not any more for doctors than non-doctors. Same thing over here. Tanya is made for everybody. Chabad is made for everybody. Full of averages and not of averages. Whoever you are. And by going by by getting this a little bit, that's that's his attitude. That's the way he saw things. That's the way he is And you see the effect of all the hundreds of years since then, what he has what he started, that that it gets in there and awake makes you come alive. So there it is. Practically if I bring it. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, as always, open to feedback. Consciously the podcast at gmail.com. Consciously62 on Instagram and Facebook. And The Light Revealed. Also check out our Instagram page. We're doing a giveaway over uh, New Year's. And uh, thanks for joining us. I really, really appreciate it. I really value it. I told you yet today. You're really worth it. And uh, I love you. Have a great New Year. Thanks for listening to the Consciously Podcast. Consciously is a project of the Living Room, which is a division of Our Place New York, and made possible by the kindness of the Capellius family, in memory of Tsipora Basravaron. The host of Consciously is Menachem Posnansky, and our trusted assistant to the regional co-host, Shmaya Hanekman. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can give us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher or wherever else you get your podcasts. We sincerely welcome and appreciate your feedback and questions. So please feel free to email us at consciously62 at gmail.com or on our Instagram and Facebook pages. Oh, 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 oh.